Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, and welcome back to The Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes high achievers from where they are to where they want to be in 30 minutes or less. I want to thank all of you for joining me again today for this very special episode of Wannabe. And also, excitingly, I've got a few new reviews and one of them I absolutely adored. So Aquarius Poster Girl wrote, absolutely devoured this podcast. Great, intelligent, informative and an incredibly helpful podcast. Always asking the right questions. It constantly provides support and inspiration. Big thank you. Thank you so much. That is like the kindest thing I have read and it really brightened my day. So thank you so much for leaving that. Please do leave reviews on iTunes. It's like the only thing that I really ask for um, with regards to this podcast. And also for the next person or next few people that leave reviews, I have one copy of Sarah Millican's Amazon bestselling book, How to Be a Champion. And all you have to do is leave a review on iTunes by this Friday and I will select the best review and you can get a copy of the amazing Sarah Millican's book. Right, now I'm going to move on into Support This. This week's Support This goes to Streetlink. Streetlink is an app that you can use when you see someone sleeping rough on the streets. The app allows you to register their location and the time you saw them, which alerts local support services so they can go and help them. It's getting very cold in the UK right now and sleeping on the streets can be fatal for rough sleepers. If you see a rough sleeper, please use Streetlink. Please visit streetlink.org.uk. This week, I'm joined by brand and marketing expert Prisca Moyesa. The topic is financial freedom. We cover what it is, whether you need financial freedom to be successful and how to achieve financial freedom. We also cover the fear of money and whether a money mindset is a real thing. So I hope you enjoy the episode. All right. So as voted by the listeners, we are tasked to talk about financial freedom. Yeah. It's a big topic. So do you have a definition for financial freedom? Um, in terms of having a definition for financial freedom, I think it's it's always going to be a bit subjective. Um, however, I do believe being financial, financially free means to have that, that leg room to make any move and not feel like you have to stress about that side of life everybody's going to have a bit of, hmm, I need to maybe rebudget. I need to kind of get my 
paper and pen out and recalculate everything but being financially free gives you that peace of mind to think you know what I can make this move and I know I'll be okay yeah I agree that is kind of my exact sentiment as well but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're rich it just means that you're okay yeah that could be as simple as that all right so now that we've kind of loosely defined financial freedom (laughs) how do we get it so again that's one of the other things where it really depends on the person speaking but you have to move away from being a consumer to being a producer. Ooh, yeah, you, I wasn't expecting that answer. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have to move away from uh, invest from spending a lot of your money on things and kind of using the things you have already to make money. That's really clever and also sensible. <laughs> exactly. That's that's how you kind of get that financial freedom. Um, but you have to have a starting point. You have to have a point. So you, so you have to have a bit of money in order to get that financial freedom. So yeah. you have to make a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So maybe here's a, I don't know, here's an example. Let's say I know I want to be financially free in a year's time. Mm-hmm. So actually this is me. This is, I'm going to tell you my story. Yay. So a year ago, <laughs> a year ago, I knew that End of 2017, I needed to be financially free. I needed to get to a point where I can make this move, make this business move or travel here for a business meeting and be okay. So I said, you know, I'm going to sacrifice my sanity <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to sacrifice. No, it wasn't them. It wasn't, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I'm going to sacrifice that, that millennial want to be free and say, I'm going to get a nine to five job. Yeah working um for a company that I don't really care about and that's exactly what I did I got a nine-to-five job um and I saved a lot of my money um and then I to end of 2017 I'm able to say no I'm no longer in that job and I'm financially free I could I made that move in a night I said okay well I'm done now I know this is the end and I was only able to do that because I had to I made a few sacrifices yeah um so sometimes you have to spend a little. So like travel, for example, I live in zone six and anyone who, if you're from London, you know, that's very far. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I do and, know that. And um, <laughs> I worked in zone one. So that was 260 pounds a month oh, travel. God. So that was a sacrifice. Um, but also I then had to sacrifice other things such as spending, spending money on clothes and only spending money when I had a major occasion. Um, and that then enabled me to now look at my savings and say wow although in the short term that was painful because I didn't get to go out and do this thing in the long term I'm really winning because I am financially free yeah I love that I need to get on those levels (laughs) I was there I'm really bad at saving like I I was one of those people that didn't understand the point of saving I'm like I don't really want to buy a house so what am I saving for Mm. and it was only when my friend who's really good at saving she was like but a rainy day yep (laughs) And I was like, what? And then I um, eventually I had to move out really quickly. Like I had to move. And I was like, well, crap. (laughs) Do you know what would have been really useful? Because you need a lot of money for a deposit in London. And I was like, I... I have it. I don't have it. Like, mm. and I need to move. And so I don't know, by some, like some hard sacrifices, like you in the space of maybe two months, I was managed, I managed to pull together all the money I had went into that deposit. I was like, mm. I don't know how I'm going to eat next month, but I don't want, like, I don't want to go through that situation again. I use an app called Moneybox mm. to, okay. which it sent essentially when you spend money, 
it has like some change. Okay. Whatever you're like, so if it's like four ninety nine, that penny will go into the money box. Ah. And if it's like, don't make me do the math for some of these other numbers that might exist. Let's say four eighty, <laughs> some square round numbers. Twenty people then go into the money box. So every okay. time you're spending on your card, um, anything that it just rounds up and then it goes into your money box. So I've been using that for. I want to say since maybe April of this year, I've mm-hmm. got like four to f- about 500 pounds saved up in there. So I've boosted wow. it, not because I'm spending excessively because I'm not, but you can also say, oh, I want to add like two pounds a week okay. or 10 pounds a week or whatever. And then it, and in addition to your roundups. So I think I save roughly about 14 to 15 pounds a week. I didn't even know I had 14 to 15 pounds a week spare, to be honest. I didn't know. So every time I go into money bills, I'm like, oh, there's some money in here, but I can't touch it. It's really hard to take it out because they're like, if you take this out, we have to sell all your stocks and shares and it's going to take like a good few weeks. I'm like, well, I needed it now. So it kind of is (laughs) such a deterrent. Like, like I said in the beginning, you have to move away from being a consumer. And of course you're going to, you're going to spend a few bit of money here and there, but you don't want to be a proper consume and consume so much stuff and and then you look a year later and think damn you know like where where's this money gone and you look at those jeans that you end up ripping anyway because you wore them every single day (sighs) and they and then that one because usually when you look at our wardrobe or you usually wear the same Same things i honest to god have worn these jeans every day yeah like you you wear the same things and then you think i bought these pair of jeans because i was in that it was a short-term feeling that i committed to i committed to that the little bit of joy it was going to give me but long term it didn't give me joy so really it's not joy it's not necessary you just you just have to think ahead of yourself that's how you start that's how you get to a point where you can become financially free in a sense or you could just save money it's not even about being financially free that's not that's not the be all so the definition of financial financial freedom means actually you just have the ability to have the life that you want without it being you being burdened by financial stress and worry yeah but ultimately i think a lot of people were thinking like oh for for me to be financially free i just need to have enough money to do what i want which i think is ever so slightly different yeah um because in one way, it's kind of like there's a proactive solution and the other one's a little bit more reactive in that. Like I, if I want to build my website or I want to build my brand, I need to have this much money now. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, no, you need to be nestling away from like quite a while away. And it's it needs to be a habit as yes. opposed to something you just do to kind of achieve a goal. And I think, yeah, a lot of people get caught up in the, oh, I want financial freedom. And that means I receive a massive lump sum of cash. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. It doesn't like unless you have a really great benefactor sugar daddy investor (laughs) that stuff happens all of that stuff like it doesn't just float down and slap you in the face of like oh here you go let me just bestow all the money you've ever needed it's not that um at least it's not that for most people um but i i don't think you necessarily need to be financially free to get started in a business or to start Mm -hmm. your project um and that i guess that depends on the business or the project like if it's quite tech centric or building an app I, ju- I think, yeah, you might need to have a little bit of yeah, income before you get started. But you can you also don't. learn some pretty basic coding skills to get where you want and use GitHub re- repositories to kind of piece together and find a friend who knows a little bit of this and then find another friend who knows a bit of that. And then you piece together what you want. And then eventually you have enough of an idea that maybe you can crowdfund it or maybe you can speak yeah. to an angel. So... I, th- I don't know if you necessarily need financial freedom to gain to achieve your goals. I don't. I don't think you need financial freedom to achieve your goals. Um, I think about my agency. Um, I pretty much 
bootstrapped it. And uh, I wouldn't say at the beginning of it, I was financially free. I just knew I'm, I've committed to this job. I'm going to get this amount next month and I'm going to save this amount from that job. I wasn't, I did not start off financially free, but I ended financially free. So no, you don't necessarily have to. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have to define like, I don't see the financial freedom and think, okay, this is why I'm successful. Like, no, I just see the fact that I've grown that if you have growth, then that's success. And also I think there is something beautiful in being able to create through a lack yeah. of something. Like it, the, the results seem a little bit purer. That's not to say that people who haven't had I it all dashed. I a thousand percent agree. Because you, you, you look back and you think, oh, that was hard. Yeah. But I did that. You have to find creative solutions yeah. when you don't have money. I made like, this work. And this and it and it shows that you're not entitled. You're not you're not that person that thinks you can just get this money from somebody and make it work. You actually grinded, you did the hustle, you did you did the the real, real work behind kind of being where you're gonna be and, and that feeling, waking up and knowing that uh oh, my agency got to where it was with me making these heavy sacrifices. Um, and just kind of putting my money um, in the right places is a great feeling. Yeah. It's a great feeling to have. Again, I'm not judging anybody else who does it differently, but there are other ways than, you know, investment. So I haven't bought new clothes for myself in about three or four years. Oh, sick. Yeah. That's I'm, better than me. There might be one or two items here and there, but like generally, oh, okay. like going yeah. sh- like and, and buy one or two items. I mean, I went to Primark and bought like some tights. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, I didn't <laughs> buy new things. Um, so I really haven't bought clothes for like a good few years. But what, so speaking of just sacrifice, like people don't understand the level of sacrifice it takes to build businesses and they don't understand the sacrifices you make because they see you doing well and yeah. they don't know, they think, oh, because you're, externally looking and doing a lot that there's like money free flowing all over the place it doesn't half the time and so like I said I didn't buy clothes for two three years but I had a friend who's a stylist oh okay and she used when she was out when things went out of season she'd boot, uh, do car boot sales with the clothes and so before she came to the car boot sale she'll come to our house and she would like here's all this stuff pick what you want and I would get like brand new like top shop jeans tag still on for like two, three pounds. Oh my God. And car boot sales and then like thrift stores and charity shops. And that's how I got new clothes that Love weren't it. new clothes. Love it. Um and I and I and I've literally lived in those for like two, three years. Quite content. And investing in quality goods over just like instant fashion yeah. like Primark and H&M has also helped in maintaining clothes just last for longer um so I think just making smart small if when you're making a sacrifice it also forces you to make smarter decisions with your money because me choosing say Primark choosing Gap over Primark just means that maybe that jumper might just last a little yeah, bit longer little and bit I can longer. wear it a little <laughs> bit more but you know what? your your friend made a smart decision and that smart decision rolled over onto you yeah so not only is she taking what her skills are and her experience and her I don't know her grind and using that to make more money and who knows she that money she made she could probably put that in her savings and then she's helped you kind of save more money and that that goes on to another point about being around people that have similar mindsets to yeah. you or you're growing at a, a similar 
pace, I guess. Because yeah. I think Issa Rae did a video and she said about networking up and maybe networking more across. And this is the benefit of networking across because you would meet people that are growing at the same pace as you and you guys will inspire each other. Yeah. And inspiring each and helping each other in the financial sense is, is one of the most powerful ways. I, yeah. I, all my friends are like, we're going to save money. We're going to look at the cheapest time to go on a holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and we don't have to. But we do it because we know that we're, we're in this for the long term. We know that in five, six years when we have children or when we have friend, fa- family and friends that we want to spend money on, we'll be good. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. We were trying to get a space for the network. And as soon as I started uh, the MBA, I was like, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's actually not a cost effective decision for us right now to find space. We have a space because one way or another, we're going to be paying for this space, (laughs) whether whether the studio is here or not. Why are we going to add another space? So it kind of just made me really rethink how I did that. So I would definitely recommend finance courses if you can. Um, and reading books or listening to podcasts yeah. on finance. I think Money for the Rest of Us is a really good one on like financial management and investing. Um, but yeah, knowing how to run the finances for a business will force you to make better financial decisions. Anything finance related, just I'm just like, uh, I don't want to do it. And that I think that's the the biggest challenge as well, mm. is that feeling of this is too hard or I just don't want to. And you really do need to just pull your finger out and just get it done anything uncomfortable you need to run towards <laughs> like literally that's my motto now if it's uncomfortable that's where i need to be because that's what growth looks like growth yeah. is being uncomfortable so this i'm going in the right direction if it's comfortable then it's like oh okay right, I'm, this, yeah. is, this is going to become a habit you need to find the next thing that just takes you out of that comfort zone yeah you're right damn it press is gonna make me go create a spreadsheet when we finish <laughs> So I wanted to talk about being a producer really quickly Nice. and turning what you have into money. I am a freelancer by other trades and I market as a job. I have these skills, but I also don't know how I should package them. I think first of all, you need to think about, uh, be realistic with yourself and be honest and be very transparent with yourself, which is quite hard for us to do. But if you know you're very, if you know you've gotten to a point in your career, like for example, you're quite successful. So there's something there that people see value in and you know that is valuable. If, if it's valuable, it can be sold. It can, it can be, you can definitely sell it somehow. Just whether it's through speaking, whether it's through events. And a lot of the time when we're, we're, we're at this age, we kind of forget that we can tap into maybe institutions because they're looking for people that are willing to speak to the younger generation about getting to where we are now. So institutions would be happy to pay for you to speak and there's no harm in you approaching people and saying hey I want to speak about this because I made nothing from to something this is how much my fear is do you think we could do this I could then bring in more people and we could do this This could be a regular thing like for example we're working with bigger businesses now Mm -hmm. um so working with the smaller ones we don't have that much 
you know, we're running a business, so we we have to be uh, we have to be real about ourselves. But what we can do on the side is kind of do little workshops, yeah. Or you know, like our MDs, the content guy, he's going to do a headshot clinic, so stuff like that on the side where we can maybe dedicate free hours to on the weekend, and we yeah. know people are free on the weekend. Hey, promote it on social media, on podcasts, on radio, or press, whatever you want to do, and then people are willing to invest, even if it's twenty pounds. Yeah, that's really good advice, and yeah, yeah workshops and things like that is definitely something we were looking at also i think um when people are trying to start businesses because Mm -hmm. i guess this is about trying to achieve your goals or starting a project people are really ambitious Mm. and i want to talk about ambition in you don't need to be financially free for a start to to have a project or a brand or a business you don't no but you also don't need to be as ambitious as you think you do because if you're trying to be okay like if for example, someone's trying to create their own branding agency, yeah. branding marketing marketing agency like yours. If you're looking at Prisca's as like, I want to do what she does and you're going for it, like from your zero point to what Prisca's doing in like, you're not going to do that overnight. Somewhere that down the line, eventually it will get there, but yeah. like there actually isn't. It's not like you're thinking there's money freely flowing into the business. It doesn't work like that. It takes Patience. a lot of work and audience development is like the most single most essential thing and we've done we've been doing this for two years so we luckily have built up a really big audience for that Mm -hmm. so I do I do think we there's a conversation around like people if some people want to start something you need to be realistic about what you can tangibly do at the beginning and this is a note to self because only in the last seven months have I realized that my expectations were so high of myself and I wanted to do be at a high level so bad that I kind of convinced myself that I could do it. Yeah. Like that I had maybe, let's say it was a skill. I convinced myself that I can do this skill when I really just couldn't. Yeah. I I just couldn't. So, which was holding me back from realizing what my strengths were. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, wait, okay, well, I can't do this. Okay. I get it. But what are my strengths? Oh my God. Our strengths are content. Our strengths are strategy. We're really good at creative ideas. Let's just sell that. Let's that's, that's our thing. Let that be it. Let's let's forget. Let that be it. Let's stop trying to be, let me stop trying to create this other thing. And let me just hold on to the strengths and just promote that. Um, and at any level, you're going to have strengths. Yeah. You're going to have what your strengths are. When I started, I started um, my agency when I was like 20, oh, I think I was like 22 and Jesus a half Christ. or something like that. I'm 25 well now. done. Um, <laughs> and my strength was events. Yeah. So I did events. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm going to go on to this other thing. And that other thing didn't work because I was trying to hold on to, to something that wasn't my strength. And then I found myself this year going back to my strength and then adding on the other stuff, like the content, the creative, the strategy that I, that were also my yeah. strengths. Instead of trying to do this like heavy, heavy advertising and stuff like that, it just wasn't yeah. what I had. So you just have to be super honest about what your strengths are. I agree. Um, and then just there's somebody that, that doesn't have that as a strength. So they will pay you to do that. Never underestimate how quickly you can attract like-minded people a to a project. Fact. If they if they want to do it themselves, they will come to you and ask you to do things for a start. So you will never actually truly need to be alone if you put a call out. Just see what happens. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we need um, a few resources or tools that people can get started and gain some financial freedom and or get closer to financial freedom than right. they were before. Um and or just get started on, on on trying to achieve their goals. I actually bought a book that might be really helpful to people. What is it? <laughs> it's called You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. I, I heard, I've got it on audiobooks. I only just started reading it because um, I was speaking to someone whose episode will come out a lot later than this about money mindsets. Okay. And the relationship we have to money. The idea yeah. that how, you're, how you personally feel about money can also impact how the decisions you make um, and what you do with your money, essentially. So I know I have a really bad relationship with money, and I also am generally uncomfortable with money. Mm. And I also have slightly negative feelings towards rich people, which would mean mm. that I would be uncomfortable myself being rich, which in theory, like it's an oxymoron because obviously I would like more money, but if I'm uncomfortable with rich people and I, I have negative thoughts and feelings about them, then why would I then want to be that person? Your life goes where your energy flows, man. Yeah, so yeah. I think there is something to really sitting down and looking at our relationship with money. Like, do we have negative um negative emotions about it do we always feel like we never have it because that yeah. can also impact how you make financial decisions that can really have long-term impacts on your life no i can i a thousand percent agree uh we have to change it's the, we have to change our mindset and uh be like it's okay like i have this much money or i want this much this much money it's okay you know i think a lot of us especially us that read quite a bit and like overly do it with the consciousness thing and try to you know sometimes we're anti-capitalism and it gets to a point where we can't embrace money yeah but i don't i personally don't think that's healthy we're we're on this world to live it um and having money there's nothing wrong with it it's about where you put that money and where you um and where you reinvest that money that's that's where maybe there needs to be more thought but making money is okay yeah you know and the idea that it's that making it is okay yeah so least, so okay it's like the first step to yes i can make money i'm yeah. allowed to charge this much money for it oh like, my god yeah getting out of the mindset of um no one's gonna pay that someone will pay it like honestly someone and i was gonna will. say that a lot of the time we put ourselves in a bubble um where our network only take us as the, take us so far that we feel like okay well i have to only charge per people this amount mm -hmm. and there's a world outside of our world yeah and there's a world outside of that world um and that that's something to consider especially when you have a service-based business or you have a service there's definitely somebody if you look at like if you look I used to think to myself okay so this events company they do Chanel's events and they do like free events a year but they have 200 employees how much would it cost to have 200 employees even if they're on 15k a year 
That's a lot of money. That is a lot. So how money. much are they charging for these for for one event? Yes. Then you think just of okay, well, they're two hundred. Divide two hundred by whatever. How much should I be charging? Then you start thinking, okay, well, I'm not charging enough. Yeah, you have to reverse engineer things. Okay, so we need an action for <laughs> the listeners. <sighs> one action that they can take to get closer to gaining the financial freedom that they think they need in order to progress. Uh, there's put your ego aside just a little bit, um, and have a couple side hustles. Um, and those side hustles don't necessarily need to be like, yeah, I can event plan and I'm going to do this on the side, but it can be, I can event plan. I can do this on the side. It can be baking. It can be, you know, I know somebody that does something full time, but also does security in the evenings. Or I know people that bartend in the evenings you know for four hours or six hours and do that because that money that you make say I'm going to take all of the, that money I make there and put that into my savings because that that could be 600 pounds yeah um, that could be 600 pounds a month no that could be like a thousand pound a month and then in six months you'll look back and you've got 6k and you're like wow like I can actually leave my full-time job and I can go and start this other thing I want to do. Yeah. So I would say do that. And like we mentioned previously, t- figure out what your strengths are and sell them. Look yeah. outside of your box, look outside of your Twitter followers, look outside of your Instagram followers, look into bigger communities, go on YouTube, go on Facebook, join Facebook groups and figure out how you can sell your what your strength is. Yes, I concur. I was actually, if I was going to pick the action myself, I would have said just that. Um, <laughs> write down what you can do. Just list it out. Just list every everything that you think you're good at. Just write it down and then figure out how, how you can make money from doing that. Um, someone said, I think it was Elizabeth Campbell, who's the producer of The Wooden Overcoats. She said, have as many small revenue streams as you can like have loads of small revenue streams because eventually they all add up and you're never too dependent on one big thing let's say Beyonce if you love Beyonce was paying was following you on Instagram how would you sell yourself do you know what I mean like you would go hard you would be like you know what I can do graphic design and Beyonce is watching so I'm going to post it post as if Beyonce is watching Oh, I like that. That is a clear action post as if Beyonce Beyonce is watching. (laughs) And that is the action for today. Thank you so much, Prisca. My pleasure. This has been so fun. I loved it too. (laughs) All right. Bye. See ya. So that was brand and marketing expert Prisca Moyesa. If you'd like to find out more about Prisca, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Prisca Moyesa. That's P-R-I-S-C-A-M-O-Y-E-S-A. You can also find out more about her agency, Moyesa & Co. at moyesa.co. On Wednesday, Prisca and I answer the questions that you have sent in about your careers, brands, and businesses. Some of these questions include, I tried reaching out to influencers and I'm not getting anywhere. Or how do I stop being overwhelmed by emails? And how do I deal with a lack of motivation? If any of those questions have crossed your mind or your besties mind, make sure you're both subscribed to find out how we overcome these issues. Prisca will be back dropping wisdom at the end of the month. Yes, even though it is Christmas. So submit your questions to wannabepodcast.com and hit Ask Prisca or email wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. The podcast is created by the Shoutout Network and Shoutout Network has opened its studio up for booking. So please visit shoutoutnetwork.co.uk for more information. 
please make sure that you are subscribed so that you can receive every episode as and when they come out on Mondays and Wednesdays. Follow Wannabe at Wannabe Podcast on Twitter. You can also visit wannabepodcast.com for extended show notes. And I also send out free PDFs and toolkits every couple of weeks. You can follow me personally at Immy Morgan on Twitter and Instagram. I want to thank you all again for tuning in. And don't forget to enter the giveaway that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.